0: hi there i'm rpg enthusiast and dungeon master
1: ryan howard can't get enough rpg talk want to hear interviews with legends of the rpg world want to discover new and interesting games then let me recommend my show rollin bones with ryan howard each week on rollin bones i have conversations with content creators industry legends and gaming enthusiasts about the world of rpgs I also share stories from my gaming table and give advice for players and GMs alike. Sound like the show for you? Then roll your bones over to Rollin'Bonespodcast.com or the podcatcher of your choice and check us out. Rollin Bones with Ryan Howard, your source for the best in RPG interviews. Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim speaking. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode 2 of the Rune 4, long overdue. Did manage to post it early on our Patreon, so some of our patrons have uh, have heard the like a rough cut of it, but uh, here it is with a little bit of background uh, ambience, courtesy of TabletopAudio.com, which is a fantastic resource for giving some... Uh, you know mood music and and ambience to your tabletop games you know for those of you lucky enough to still be playing in person with a group that you're you know comfortable with I always like using some music but uh, I don't really know how to incorporate it into the like when we're when we're recording and honestly the uh, I think it's a probably a bit too much uh, for me to to handle to figure out I'm kind of a kind of a Luddite you would not believe how much Trouble I had setting up the Discord. So yeah, integrating music into like the actual recordings as we play would be, I think, uh, a Herculean task for me. I don't really know if I have much else to say except for, yeah, let's rejoin. Let's rejoin the party. Uh, Episode two of the favorite four, which is uh, Tom being the DM running us through. Uh, I think the adventure might be called the Sunless Citadel. We call I think it's referred to as the Sunken Citadel a few times. And I got to say, I'm like personally having a blast playing this uh, this character, and can't wait to see some of the surprises that Tom has in store for us. So uh, let's rejoin the the group. What are the names? Candace, Katie, Matt, and myself, otherwise known as Thorn, Hella, Cass, and Hugo Fitzmonster.
0: Hello, everyone. Good to see you again for the second session. So, the first time on D&D, you all uh, were forced together very quickly as stories that are written by me go, since I don't know how to introduce people very well. (laughs) And you were thrust upon your journey. You uh, You went on your travels to Oakhurst. You got some wolves to run away so that you could continue your travels. And you talked to a bunch of people in the bar before going to sleep
2: oh yeah
0: so you'll all be waking up the next day you did have some individual plans you talked about before to follow up on um, but otherwise you're waking up um, Matt's the only one who is a little bit creaky and uncomfortable since he's too big for the beds Um, but otherwise peaceful night your lodging comes with free breakfast it's a continental breakfast if you want to call it that nice (laughs) Sweet. Which means it's stale baked goods.
3: Oh, my favorite. I'm good that.
0: Perfect. Yep.
1: Perfect food for the road.
3: Food and weapon.
4: Stale baked goods is a good weapon?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could bludgeon somebody. Just checking people's head. It's
4: a, it could be a range weapon, too, if you throw it hard enough.
3: Yeah, right? exactly.
4: A croissant star or a,
0: <laughs> bludgeoning someone with a baguette.
5: Oh, I love the idea of bludgeoning damage from a baguette.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for another one-off campaign where we do food fights. Yes, <laughs> don't, don't spoil it. We're all uh, we're all chefs. So yeah, uh, do you guys need any reminders or do you need any updates from before? I'm not sure how to hit this off exactly.
4: Uh, you said that some people had some individual things they wanted to follow up on i don't remember
0: okay so yeah so from before yeah matt you had mentioned you were going to meet corky again in the morning to okay. examine one of the recent oh so farm what? people that had died yeah we're gonna go uh, fondle some mm-hmm. bodies
1: i mean examine
4: right yeah.
0: Yeah. And the the town should be open and running before when you arrived. It was late at night and everything was shuttered and closed. Yeah. Um, do you guys still have the map from before of Oakhurst? We oh, yeah. do. Do you want me to repost that? Still got it.
1: Both both versions. I'll just
0: throw it on here since we're. You don't need the penis version. <laughs> <up there. laughs> if it helps at all. It is a sunny, warm day out. You can already feel that the heat coming in. You, you don't really. You have some pretty stuffy rooms, to be honest. So,
4: just looking at my notes of of what we had talked about, there's Sir Bradford who was missing, and Corky wanted us to bring him back. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So, I believe you had some uh, brief information about another party who had, who had gone to this the citadel. sunken citadel, which yeah. is close by. Okay. <clears throat> and and Bradford Sir Bradford was part of that party, along with um the Hukreli children and a ranger named Karaka.
1: And the uh Hucrelli matriarch runs the general store, I think.
4: This is true. Yes. It's like Carwin. Okay. Um so we were gonna go what, see see this body to get an I- try and get an idea of what is Attacking these townsfolk?
0: Yeah, we can start there, because there's nothing like going to examine a corpse after a continental breakfast. Sure. Let's do it. Gotta have something to barf on this body. (laughs) 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 Alright, so as the four of you exit the the Old Boar Tavern, um, you're out on the street, it's nice and sunny. Um, In the daylight, you can tell this is quite a vibrant little area. There's lots of shrubbery... Uh, there's a few small farm plots behind certain houses and uh, in the background you see plenty of fields growing close to the perimeter of the town and so pretty much right across the street from the old boar inn is the temple it's opened up, the doors are wide open and looks just as inviting as any old temple would be
4: I guess we assume that uh, Corky stays at the temple yeah she she does live there all right, so I guess let's just go on in. Who all is... Who all Is, is everyone going? Are we all going? I'm going. Hell yeah, I want to see some bodies.
5: <laughs> I mean, I guess if everyone else in my team's going, I'm going to roll my eyes hard and go. I mean, we're not really
4: like a team yet. We're kind of just a... Uh, no, but... We all got sort of mm-hmm. conscripted for this, so you don't...
1: We haven't yet had that event that, like, joins us together in, in friendship and uh, in camaraderie.
4: No, none of us know anything about each other, aside for, <laughs> I think, maybe our names, if that. This is true. <laughs> we haven't made any real introductions yet, so... Um, yeah, whatever. Head to the place, the shrine. Alright, Matt
0: has plenty of curiosity over... Sorry, I- I'm still getting familiar with a lot of your character names, so if I just use your your normal human names, you can always remind me of your characters throughout. I'm still Cass. Cass, absolutely.
3: Oh, I thought you said pass. Pass.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass.
0: Hard pass, on that. Thanks for the
4: support. Yeah.
0: All right, so Cass is very interested in learning more about a dead body, so he uh, convinces you all to go over to Corky. Corky is friendly as she was the night before, um, maybe not as talkative after a few rounds but um, yes she, she takes you into the temple it, it's a pretty basic thing it's, it's stonework above on the main floor it's got high ceilings and a central altar and she kind of takes you down like a half flight of stairs to um, a, a short cellar so the tall people in the group might have to duck a little bit Corky is totally fine as she's quite uh, height challenged And yeah, so Corky takes you down. There is a table with a, um, well, just a bare body. It's not even covered in a tarp or anything. So she takes you over and says, yes, we were were talking the night before. And, I mean, this is the body. It's, as I said, it was found, you know, a little ways outside of the town. We, We stick quite close to the... ...to the center of the village here. Um, it was found in the morning. It doesn't look like it had been sitting out too long. And you're welcome to its- inspect it. So... Anyone in the group is welcome to check out the body.
4: I just want to do something quickly... ...kind of retroactively... ...for the beginning of the day. Because I, I think I remember... ...when we got to this town... ...I had used disguise self... ...to make myself seem like normal-sized hmm so i'm going to it, it just like before coming out of my room in the morning i will have done that again so that yeah. i don't all of a sudden <laughs> i haven't grown three feet to the people in the town so
0: that's uh, part of your 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 morning habit I, I do have to ask then um like it would wear off while you were sleeping
4: yeah it says i can i can't use it again until i have a a long or short rest so i assume that if i have a rest it goes away i don't really know is disguised self like a
0: I'll, I'll say just in this instance like it's more up to you as a player do you want to spend extra effort keeping it a secret from your bunk mate or would they have seen because they've, they've seen your normal no they've form seen before, me
4: before it, right it's the people in the town that i'm because yeah I... so you,
0: you didn't spend any ef- effort to hide it from your bunk mate you just are doing that for the citizens of the town then
4: right yeah okay
0: yep that's no problem that's what you did you look like a normal sized human so, how would you like to inspect the body? What what kind of things are you
1: looking for on this? Well, first let's flip it over.
3: Uh-oh. I'll always start with a butt. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: No, in, in all seriousness, I think this is Hugo being a young man, uh, this is the first time. Like, I think maybe seeing somebody who's been killed. Um and so I think he's probably gonna like be off in the corner being like <gasps> A little bit, and then like, <laughs> and then like slowly approach, um, and then maybe okay. do an investigation check to see if I know what kind of if, if this looks like an assailant or like an animal.
0: Okay, so you're you're trying to figure out kind of what what caused the wounds.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So Ca- Cass yes. would
4: like to do the same. Okay, so both of you can
0: roll a d20 for an investigation check, and I'll let the the highest go as a, as a kind of advantage situation.
4: I got seven,
0: uh, 13. So physically what you see is this is a kind of middle-aged man. Uh, they look in fairly good shape. In fact, quite muscular from many years of field work is what you would assume. And, uh, they have many small puncture wounds on their legs and torso. That's the main visible wounds. There's no, you know, obviously bite marks or anything like that. Um, you don't get really much, too much of a more detailed set of information with that. And if you have something else you would like to investigate, don't worry so much about the checks. But if you have something you're curious about, just let me know. But It's
1: it's a bunch of small puncture wounds. So was what, what was the actual cause of death? Is it like blood loss from... A million
4: cuts?
0: Mm, yeah, you'd see. It seems more along that line. There's no major wound,
4: so it doesn't seem like the the person was like poisoned or I don't know, had like venom injected into them or something.
0: You can't tell about that.
4: And do the do these like these wounds? Do they look more uh, like they would be from a weapon or? Or from something more, uh, I don't know, natural, like an animal or or something?
0: That's a good question. So why don't you follow that up with
4: an insight check? Rolling shit here, that's an eight.
5: Can you use anything because you are with nature and you would be around, like, animal bites and things like that?
0: Hmm before so. he says
5: anything and says if you got
0: it or not. Also, are, are you... Try and think as your characters, too. Like, you're looking at this situation. Corky is in the room, so feel free to engage in, like, conversation to bring that in. I, I think you had a point there that was an interesting thing to look into,
4: but you're not too successful on investigating it. I guess I can ask Corky, then, if if they... If she or whoever else was investigating has kind of determined... Um what's making these wounds like a, is this something they've seen from some of the other people or I don't know is this the only body that they've actually recovered
0: so Corky will say no it's not the only body um, there has been others and all the wounds are the same on all of the bodies so these small puncture wounds and if you mention to her your curiosity be a weapon she'll come over and she'll investigate with you and she'll say at least from her perspective the wounds don't seem quite clean enough to be from a weapon and they're quite round so so you know a normal kind of stabbing weapon like like a rapier or maybe a spear would probably leave more clean cut wounds and yeah this is more like a wooden spear like stabbed but that's about as best otherwise she doesn't know and you know you can't really help any more than that but it's more like a raw
4: you know wooden stab wound and it does does it seem like the bodies have been like exsanguinated like they're com- like completely free of blood or did it just seem like they they lost enough blood yeah. to die jam your
1: finger in one of those and, and like find out yeah <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it's not like a vampire situation where they're dried up like a raisin here. Yeah, they, there was still blood on the site and stuff too. So,
3: the other bodies that you've recovered, have they also been found in similar areas or like on the perimeter of town?
0: Yes, um, we haven't had anyone die like in daylight. It's just, you know, waking up the next day and finding people. So, you know, we've been avoiding. You know farming and foraging too far from town and we don't go out at night anymore and we, we, we keep things well lit when it does get dark um, but we've had no sightings of uh, thieves or marauders on the roads and even though we've you know we've experienced some goblins before that's this is not their MO either. nothing was even stolen from the bodies
1: except for all the blood.
0: <laughs> yes, except for their life.
4: <laughs> how how big are these wounds that like these puncture wounds that they have? Like, Probably what kinda... about like
0: a centimeter or two. Like pretty small, actually.
4: But they don't look like they would have been made with um like arrows.
0: No, because there was no arrows or anything found in the bodies.
1: Nothing was removed. Hmm. How long were we told it takes to get to the place, like this citadel that we want to explore?
0: You weren't given an exact travel time from anyone in the town as of yet. Um, I think Corky was the only one who mentioned it by the name of the sunken citadel. But it's not too far. It is something that's like a feature close to town. I guess if you ask Corky about it, she'll say, since she was the one, so... If you ask Corky about the distance to the citadel, she'll say it's, you know, it's it's very much out of the town's area. Um, it's down the old road heading out of town and you kind of have to pass through So yeah, you have to pass through the Ashen Plains to get there. Is what Corky tells you.
1: So is this I'm just thinking like if we're going there eventually, is this something that we can do like get there setting it in the morning and get there before dark or are we going to be
4: overnighting it somewhere?
0: No, it would take no, just a few hours to get there.
4: Okay. I'd like to make a, uh, I don't know if it would be like a nature check or a history check or something to know, to see if there's any, if I would have any knowledge of maybe like wildlife or creatures in the area that, that might be able to inflict like a, a wound that looks like what these people died of Can
0: I yeah do that? absolutely um, whichever you like between probably more so on the nature
4: okay. that's an option but that's 18
0: yeah with that kind of insightful thought <clears throat> they look quite similar to almost like thorn wounds
4: Oh, but
0: there's way too many to be just something that someone like you know, they didn't just stumble through brambles. They're mm-hmm. covered in these wounds.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm wondering. One, the other victims were they? You know, have they all been men around a similar age, or what? Uh, what have the other victims been like? <laughs> what You're
1: trying to see CSI this with like trying to like are all the victims like <laughs> true crime <brunettes? laughs>
3: profile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm wondering that, and also is there a reason that do you think they were like forcibly taken outside of town or is there a reason that they would have been on the outskirts of town or how do you think they got there
0: they've you know geez i'd say corky would be a little bit shocked at you know even thinking that this may be something targeted against certain people she goes oh heavens no i would i would hope not it it, it honestly seems more, you know, we're in the summer, winter was hard, we all need to be working as hard as we can to get the, the stores filled with crops for the year, and most of these people are just workers and locals that, you know, were, were out doing their normal routines, and, and they were just found dead. Again, it seems to be something that's happening at night, um,
4: but that's about all we know. Katie puts her sunglasses back on and says, "Looks like <laughs> these guys were just feeling thorny." <laughs> 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 wow! ba, ba, ba. What? <laughs> very good.
3: Call me no, Horatio not from very now good. on.
5: <laughs> Don't encourage him.
0: So <laughs> yeah, Corky's kind of like, "All right, well, I think that's you know enough of staring at the body for early in the day." I'm. I'm gonna go, you know, about my business now. If you more guys minutes. need anything else, <laughs>
1: um, I if I have a few minutes to spare, I think I'll sort of uh, pop a squat and uh, begin casting a ritual, detect magic. I'll mm. be here for ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> While
5: well, he's prepping his pop a squat ritual. Um, I'm gonna just say I say we just stay out at night and wait for the thing to come for us and kill it
4: Uh, have fun with that Okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> It might be advantageous to know what we're up against before we uh before we attempt that I'm not
5: scared of anything I could take it on Okay, a- it's
3: been nice knowing you, have fun <laughs> You don't know me. (laughs) You don't know me.
4: It's been nice sort of knowing you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I really don't know you.
4: (laughs) It's been nice sort of knowing you. What's her name?
0: (laughs) Okay, so, Tim, you're going to prepare a ritual. Are the others going to wait for him to finish his ritual?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that everyone's not going to come with me to the uh, goblin lair yet. so.
0: Okay, and then, um, Tim, your spell, Detect Magic, do you have to pick a target for
1: that? Uh, It's duration up to 10 minutes. For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. So it's just kind of like a on for 10 minutes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you perform the ritual, you cast that in the little uh, basement area of the temple. Um, The body doesn't give off any uh, magical essence, and you kind of just pick up a faint, like, restoration magic lingering in the building itself, but...
5: Mm -hmm. And probably... uh...
0: (laughs) Cass is lit up like a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's some illusion magic floating around on Cass, too. That's, that's true. I throw my hands up. Fuck! This is too hard. I give up.
4: <laughs> um, okay, Cass is going to, maybe during the while I already forget your name, Tim. Hugo. <laughs> while well, your character Hugo, that's right. So while Hugo is like Kind of casting his ritual um, uh, Cass is going to use a cantrip I'm not really sure how to do this what I want to do is I have thorn whip as a cantrip mm-hmm. and I want to basically cast thorn whip but not actually like make an attack against anyone I just sort of want to cast it to be able to compare the thorns like on the whip to the marks on the body
0: I uh. I do get you on that, but your thorns are kind of like a, a magical thorns, yeah. and I also I think if you started chanting an incantation, um, Corky might be like, ah, please, no magic in the temple.
4: <laughs> okay, I stop.
0: But I mean, she did she did confirm that your hunch seemed, you know, very interesting, and she's going to mm. think about that more, but... She says, but don't worry too much, it seems like you guys are very concerned about the body and I know you just guys got here, but you know, we've got plenty of guards around town, and as long as you don't go wandering around at night, you should be okay.
4: Did we ever actually gain any good information about this special apple that we're trying to find in this town? Let me
0: think. The information you gained was, I believe, the bartender, um, Garen, did inform you that the the town has traded with goblins before to purchase the apples from them.
1: Well, I'm with Thorne. I say we, uh... sally forth post-haste. Yeah. Yes,
0: there's still, you know, go out to the rest of the town, and, uh... Corky will be at the temple if you need her for anything else.
5: As much as I love sitting in a basement looking at dead naked people. You yep. said he was naked. <laughs> Everyone oh, was else. Naked. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> And he's ripped too. Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> Tom went into the description of his muscular body. So we well, missed one important
3: on. piece. But you know, oh well. His <laughs> <Length-piece>. direction. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's got that muscular farmer bod that Vanna would just be all over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do like them with a heartbeat, though. But you know. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you guys no
5: <laughs> All right, anyways, back. So we're going to head out from the dungeony dead body basement.
4: So, I guess Cass will kind of uh, address the group and say, "Well, you know, I we we have a specific um kind of goal for coming here, but now we've been kind of asked by this this priest to to maybe try and help find these people who got lost, is this something that that you feel like we should do or should we just keep continuing on with what we are what we came here for?
1: I think they're in the same place that we're going to go anyways, right? Or that's where they were headed?
4: Mm-hmm. That's
1: true. Oh, that's true?
5: Oh, okay. We might be able to do
1: both things.
3: Yeah, so are we going to talk to the mother of the, was it the missing children? Is that?
0: Mm. Yes, her name was Carowyn. <laughs>
3: okay.
4: She's at the general store, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's head over there.
0: All right. So you guys walk across the street. The general store is, um, you know, right beside the inn facing the center of town. Um, You know, you can see it's a nice sunny day. People are all about. Uh, The store is open. And as you enter, it's quite a nice store. Um, It has some supplies and goods for, like, everyday purchasing. But it's also got a large, like, loading um, site on the side that would be more for, like, merchants coming through and to fill up caravans for sale. And inside is a middle-aged lady. She greets you warmly.
4: Hello! <laughs> Very warmly. <laughs> Cass says, Hello, I would like to buy some apples.
0: Some apples, you say? Okay, well, a, a bushel is only... Uh, you know, two silver they're, they're in season, so Are these the special apples? The special apples? I'm, I mean, they're grown locally <laughs> Never mind Well, wh- what are you referring to?
4: S- special apples <laughs> I don't know what they are Goblin apples, do you have any goblin apples?
1: <laughs> Sounds like you're referring to Goblin testicles <laughs>
5: Yes, some goblin testicles, please.
0: If you mention goblins, then she'll be a little set back. And she'll go, Oh, so you hear about th- those apples? Oh, I, sh- I should have figured. <laughs> she doesn't know quite how to approach such a, such a strange greeting, but. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I
1: heard a new group came into town last night. Can I just slap Cass on the back and be like, she she doesn't get our inside jokes, pal. Uh listen, ma'am, we we've, we've heard about the uh predicament of of uh the Huculei offspring and uh uh Sir Bradford and uh Caracas and we'd we'd like to head out uh and do our best to to find some sign of them. I think that's that's what my friend here was going to say and he uh where he comes from they don't have humor. So it's, it just comes off a little bit weird. Yeah. (laughs) She sighs. She's, she's got a little
0: moisture in her eyes and she says, Oh, 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 thank you very much. You're a very noble, sir. Um, I see what this is about. Okay. Um, well, yes, my, my two children, Talgan and Sharwin did go off to the Citadel with Caracas and Sir Bradford. Um, it was weeks ago. I, I told them not to go, but, you know, they're becoming adults now. And with times being tough, they thought they could go right to the goblins and maybe find these apples to help, you know, to help the town. I, I told them they were fools, but nonetheless, they've been missing for weeks now. And if you are going to to check out, you know, the Citadel, if if you find them, please I would, I would pay a hefty price to see their safe return. How old are they? Sharwin is probably like 18 and Talgan is like 23. Okay, so they're adults. All right. Yeah.
5: I was picturing like an eight and nine year old when you said children. but
0: yeah. No, they were capable. In fact, Sharwin was a shining light for the family. You know, Talgan was always strong, but Sharwin was the smart one. And uh, you know she was able to learn some fairly powerful spells, and you know I, I had confidence that they would return, but
1: I'm definitely very worried.
5: Well, we'll let you know if we see them, and I just turn to try and walk out
0: the door.
1: <laughs> Can I do a quick insight check to see if if she's si- sincere? Yes, absolutely. That's a twenty-two.
0: Oh wow, she's very sincere um, seems like everything she's telling you on the up and up and, and after speaking to her the way you did, she, she was much more open. You know, she's very, seems very free with the information if, if you're asking and, you know, you seem respectable and you're a chance to bring her information back about her kids. Um, since you're asking about that, she says, you know, I, I don't have much to offer other than you know, potentially a reward if you bring them back safely. But I-, I will say it's 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 no joke to go to the Sunless Citadel. Um, it's something that the older members of town, you know, heard from their fathers and before that is is just a place you don't go.
5: Um, after hearing the word reward, Thorn turns around from walking out the door and comes back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, she says. You know, I have some supplies here. If you need to stock up before before you head over there, like, uh, anything to help you on your journey, please let me know.
4: So this, the Citadel, like, goblins live there? Is that what I'm understanding?
0: So if you ask Kerwin that, she'll say, yes, we we have traded with the goblins before twice a year on the winter and summer solstice on occasions not every year um, but they will come out and offer us these apples we have used the summer apples to heal very sick villagers before and it's quite miraculous and in fact we've even tried to plant their seeds even though they don't ever seem to grow to maturity you know we we know the goblins are somewhere past the Ashen Plains, so we only assume they're living in the Citadel. Um, But no
4: one goes there, you know, except for my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just from my own knowledge, are goblins inherently evil creatures?
0: Goblins are generally evil creatures. um, If you express that to Carowind, again, since this person you're talking to...
4: Well, so I guess I would ask, like, if if that's kind of general common knowledge that goblins are evil, I might just ask like, you know, what, how, or what, what started this, this kind of trade or what made you trust the, the goblins to start doing this, this somewhat regular trading?
0: You're right to have your concerns. Normally, you know, no one would even think about trading with goblins if we've seen them at any other times, or, you know, the, I, we've heard stories of the guards, fighting with goblins it's it's quite a rare thing and you know i i will have to say that it's been going on long enough that it's just a kind of curious factor of this town you know and it's only these occasions where they seem to be peaceful and looking for trade on any other occasion it's it's often a violent confrontation
4: and what kind of things are they trading for
0: The goblins come out and offer the sale. It's usually only one, or I think one season there was two for sale, but, you know, they ask for gold, and that's about it.
3: I'd like to ask her, um, you know, it sounds like you've heard lots of tales about people who have attempted to go to the Citadel, and you say it's a place that we don't want to go. I'd love to hear anything that you do know about it so we can be prepared
0: so she says she knows there is an old history, but she doesn't know it very very well herself. So if you're interested in some of the more ancient history, you may want to speak to the mayor. And his
4: name is Werner.
3: Okay.
1: Werner Herzog?
4: No, Werner Lang. Well, since we're here, then, if, if we're looking... I mean, does anyone have anything that they think we need going to this? Or does she... Does Carowin have uh, any supplies that she thinks might benefit us if we decide that we are going to go?
0: She has a number of general supplies. Um, There is an inventory list if you want a shopping list, actually.
4: Uh, Just if there's anything she would recommend taking. I mean, I guess if she's never been there, she might not really have any idea.
5: Is there anything of value? (laughs) And would she give it to me as part of my pre-reward for bringing her children
0: back? reward (laughs) Mm. she will give you a very fair price um she has many tools for survival and she'll say you'll need any trick you can you know it's it's a harsh environment and it's you know even though she doesn't know the history she knows it's a spooky old castle and there can be any number of threats in there but she's got basic supplies all the way from you know some acid vials or alchemy fire to ammunition and climbing tools. There's some clothing you can get some fishing gear. If you want to, you know,
1: would I be able to get my hands on some glass vials and like prep some holy water?
0: Yeah, you're a cleric, so you could probably do that. She says she's got some glass vials that, you know, are quite cheap. Just some em- empty flasks from other things that she could pass on to you. And, um, she would even mention Corky might even have some holy water pre-prepared if you want to just go and ask her
1: about that. But. Cool, yeah. Sweet.
3: Can I ask a quick question that I should know the answer to, but I forget? Um, so wh- what did the children and Caracas and Sir Bradford, what did they go down to the Citadel for? Like, what was their intent?
0: So that would probably be more um, with the increased threat and people dying. They were investigating where they w- Where they assumed this threat would have been coming from.
3: Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Cool.
1: I think these goblins are so fucking phony and that they have many apples that they're hoarding. And I think we should kill them all. <laughs> so you had just been talking to
0: Carowyn. She did inform you that she would offer a reward for her children's safe return or, or information on them. For the information about holy water, you can make a quick trip over to the temple. Corky will provide you with um, two vials of holy water for your inventory. We'll just do that as like a fast track thing since you already talked to her. She has no issue with giving that to you. And Carowin also informed you if you wanted, you know, a little bit more information on the history of where you're going, you can talk to the mayor. And in fact, he is currently standing outside... And so she, she points across the, um, the, the center of the town towards the, uh, what would that be there? The village hall, like across the street. And the mayor is just outside on the steps, enjoying his morning coffee.
3: Well, that's awfully
5: convenient of him. Perfect. Is he the well-dressed guy from the bar earlier?
0: He is the well-dressed guy from the bar. Ooh. And he's got a new set of fancy clothes.
1: It's not so fancy.
3: I was going to say, is this threatening to you? You're Mr. Fancy Man.
1: I am Mr. Fitz Monster. That's how it's pronounced. (laughs) 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 Oh,
4: shit. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are we going to go (laughs) ahead?
3: Let's go to him.
4: Who's leading the way?
1: I think Candace, that was your, your idea about asking about that, right?
3: I think I was the one that brought it up because I asked um, I asked Carowin like, tell me anything you know about the Citadel, and then she redirected us to the mayor. Yes. yes. So I'm happy to lead us over there. Yeah, I'm
5: less. Uh, my character is less about the research and more about let's just go stab stab some stuff.
3: Well, mm-hmm. don't stab the mayor. I go up to the mayor and introduce myself. Hello, I am Heliac Breaker.
0: Hello, um, pleasure to meet you. I saw you at the tavern last night. My name is Werner Lang, the mayor of this fine town here.
3: Pleasure. Um, caro- we're- mm, sorry, this is where I get awkward when I'm trying to actually <laughs> converse, but that's part of my character, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, we were speaking with Carolyn. We are going into the citadel to, well, for reasons that's not relevant, neither here nor there, but she said that you um, possess a great deal of knowledge about the history of this area, and we'd like to know anything that you can share with us about the citadel before we go there. Any, In particular, any dangers or anything we need to be aware of?
0: Well, yes, indeed. I, you know, I've been looking after this town for a while, and I know it's history, and I can assist you, especially if Carowind sent you. I know she's been quite worried about her missing children, and, you know, the Citadel has been around since, well, well before this town was ever even uh, founded. Well, it was. it's definitely in a large, old castle, and from some sort of d- disaster, it was sunken below the surface of the earth. Can you make a history check? I sure can. Here.
3: Okay, well, for history, that would be 18.
0: Okay. So, yeah, you get to talking history a bit. Um, He informs you a little more, so what he knows is that you have to go through this desolated area, and... You know, it's, it's pretty barren. It's some sort of ancient, you know, attack or tragedy happened there. And, and that's likely what caused the, the citadel to sink under the earth. And from what he's heard from his history is that the temple used to be uh, they worshipped dragons or, or some sort of dragon cult there long ago. And then some sort of calamity scarred the land and sunk it under the earth. He can tell you a little bit more of the directions. He informs you it's, you know, it's about six or seven miles out from Oakhurst, and you know, follow the road through the Ashen Plains. And um, you know, if you stick to the road, you should get there. How you get down into it, you know, that's gonna be up to you, as it is, again, quite sunken. And was there anything else in particular you were curious about the
1: area?
3: I'll turn to the to my very good friends that I know their names. Uh, anybody else have any questions?
5: Yeah, when can we go kill painting some things?
0: <sighs> it should only take you a few hours to get there.
4: Are there any specific hazards that we should be concerned about on our way?
0: Well, there's environmental hazards for sure. And, I mean, we do believe that Goblins most likely have turned it into their fort to some degree. Well, that's about as much as they know. They they don't go there in person, so they try to just stay clear of that area. Nothing grows out there anyway, so they don't use it for farmland.
3: That's curious, since they're the ones who supply you with the uh, the magic apples. Do you have any idea how they procure them if nothing grows there?
1: Nothing grows there. You heard them. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. It's impossible. So there's probably no mystery there at all. <laughs> 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 well, no, nothing grows on the ashen plains around it, but,
0: I mean, we have no idea where they're getting these apples, but you are right. We have purchased them in the past, and, and uh, we've used them to heal, and we've tried to replant them so that we can grow our own for their effect, but It never works out. You know, we plant them, they grow for a little bit, and they always disappear before they reach a maturity. They disappear? Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, they either wilt completely or die, I guess, but, you know, they'll, they'll grow and they'll get to kind of like a little sapling and then one night they'll just be gone. So we've never successfully been able to grow, you know, a tree out of the seeds from these apples, but...
1: Sounds like they're shit farmers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> some of us are shit farmers shit is a valuable resource <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh,
4: just as a uh, as a personal thing can I make like a nature or history check just to see like being a firbolg like of the forest in the area just to, s- to see if I have any kind of prior knowledge about these Seemingly magical apples, or if I've ever heard anything before,
0: yeah, I'll tell you now this doesn't fit into any of your normal
4: knowledge. <sighs> well, I mean, I guess we just have to go go, yeah, just yep.
0: go, yeah, he wishes you well, <laughs> and he uh points you right towards the old road, it heads west out of town, just
4: says, yep, he about- said it would he said it would take us a few hours. is that just on foot? We know where it is, Len. <laughs> yeah, just a few hours. It's it's seven
0: miles down the road there. Oh, okay. Alright, so yeah, Tim, you were able to acquire your two bottles of holy water, and everything else, else seems generally prepared.
5: I just a quick sort of recap in my mind. Is it we all have to bring the apple back, and then the, we all get a guild sigil?
0: Yeah, you're in this together to, you know, your your reward would include an offer of being full members of the guild.
5: So if, like, only one or two of us actually did anything, the still the other people get it as well,
0: because they're part of our party. I mean, if you all come back together to turn it in, then you'll all get the reward. If someone okay. doesn't come back with you, then I guess
4: they're not included. Okay. Just only
3: check. <laughs> I don't like where these questions are going. Depending
4: on who returns. <laughs> You're going to steal the apple and steal the glory, aren't you? You're <laughs> going to no take the knows. apple and disappear by yourself. Leave the rest of us in the house. How much
5: money can I get
4: for the apple? Just, Just, no, no, no. I'm
5: not actually asking that. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I'm already, like, heading down the
3: road.
0: All right. Are you guys all ready to head out?
3: I am.
4: Let's take our horse down the old town road. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. So the old road passes to the east of a narrow ravine. At the road's closest approach to the cleft... Several broken pillars jut from the earth where the ravine widens I will send you this picture I know we're on a podcast but I still figure just because I prepared you
2: know-hmm
0: some us imagery mm-hmm. so it's this big old ravine that cuts across the land so you travel along the old road you know it's desolate it's it cuts through rocky downs and old growth oaks and abandoned farms and so yeah as you approach the cleft there's several broken pillars that jut from the earth where the ravine widens two of the pillars stand straight but most lean atop sloped earth others are broken and several have apparently fallen into the dark depths a few similar pillars are visible on the opposite side of the ravine a sturdy knotted rope is tied to one of the leaning pillars on the side of the ravine. And that is where you have arrived after a couple hours heading down the
4: road. Sorry, I missed the beginning of the description. So basically it's a ravine and it looks like we're we need to swing on a rope across. That's what I'm
0: There's no real chance of swinging. It's uh, so you travel down the road, it's desolate area. You start seeing these pillars, a lot of them are destroyed. The ravine is um, several miles in either direction, and if you get close to the edge, it's about at least thirty feet deep and thirty feet wide, uh, and the rope hangs down like into the dark you know space down into the ravine.
4: So, at, if we look down the ravine, it just like looks down into darkness, or can we see the bottom? It looks down into darkness pretty much. you can't really get a more accurate view of things from where you are. If we like listen, can we determine if there if it sounds like there's running water or anything like that at the bottom?
0: Yeah, you listen with a close ear you you can't hear running water. It's just a kind
4: of eerie silence. Does it look like across from us? so we could there there's a a knotted rope hanging down from one pillar. Um, You said it's about 30 feet across? Mm Mm-hmm. Can we see, is there... Does it look like there's another rope on the other side?
0: No. So if you investigate the rope, it's tied to one of the pillars and hangs down into the darkness of the ravine. Uh, It looks like it's in pretty good condition, so it can't have been tied up here for more than two or three weeks. And uh, as you look down where the rope hangs... You can see that there's some older kind of weathered handholds and footholds in, carved into the cliff face and they kind of run along where the rope hangs down as well. Huh. Well,
1: so, is our way across or down? Your way seems to be down. So we've we've gone for a couple of hours and now this is this is us going subterranean to get to the citadel. Yeah, this is you reaching you know, what you could assume
0: This, this is the first kind of uh, Feature to the landscape that actually stands out The rest is just barren So, you know, this really sticks out As the only thing noticeable Along the ravine's edge
5: So, as a team, we've kind of said Oh, I think we're going down Or we sort of all come to that understanding It Seems, seems to be, yeah, yeah. Alright, I grab the rope And I just say, FOR THE OCEAN And I slide down
0: Alright, oh, I like that. So, you take the rope. Um, it's quite an easy climb down using the rope. There's knots along the way as you descend.
5: And I yell up to you, Come on down, suckers!
4: Are we are we near the ocean
5: right now? <laughs> Does
1: she think there's an ocean down no. there? No. <laughs>
4: no. Okay. <laughs> Cass is going to suggest that uh, Hugo and... Miss Yakbreaker, whose name I... first name I forget. Hella. Um, go Hella. first. Hella. 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 Uh Go down first just because I weigh like 700 pounds or something. <laughs> and if the rope breaks...
3: <laughs> when you put it that way, happily I will go down next.
4: Oh wait, I only weigh 460. Never mind, I'm not as... Uh, I'm not as giant as I thought.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that means you're disqualified from being on my 700 pound life. So, um,
0: as thorn starts to descend ahead of the party um it's about 50 foot down as you start to descend um you see a sandy ledge that overlooks a subterranean gulf of darkness to the west the ledge is wide but rough sand rocky debris and the bones of small animals cover it a rough hewn stairway zigs and zags down the side of the ledge descending further into darkness
3: Awesome. Is it dark to the point that like we can't see in front of us or like ha- how poor is visibility?
0: Mhm. From where you are now the 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 light from the early day still you know illuminates it and kind of grays as you get lower. Um but you can see it's it only gets darker. The fall wall the far wall of the chasm is probably 250 feet to the west and the bottom of the subterranean vault is 80 feet below where you would stand after lowering to the to this sandy rocky ledge
5: I think it also depends on what you
3: like
0: if you have dark vision or not too
3: I do indeed Yeah,
0: it's not coming into play too much right now but, but you get the sense that it will soon be important to uh, be concerned about the amount of light going on
1: I'm going to take out my shield Like once I'm down onto that ledge. Uh, Take out my shield and cast Light on it.
0: Perfect. So as you start to land, and as Tim casts Light, you have to roll for initiative.
4: What? (laughs) Oh, what does this spell do? (laughs) You summoned creatures, Tim. That's
3: cool. I thought you were just trying to make a flashlight.
4: I got 15... 11 12 11 As your shield
0: Starts to glow with light You all realize that Three giant rats are lurking Near the feet of Thorn So So there's three giant giant rats rats that are right around You so it's most likely that Because you landed first they were Sneaking out towards you and, And the light just kind of Show that dark, they were there with,
5: with my dark vision. I couldn't see them.
0: Nah, eh, you didn't pick up on them.
5: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> just
0: go with also that. Th- also, things were happening fast.
5: <laughs> mm. Yes.
0: So, um, Cass, you actually get to act first. There's three giant rats surrounding
4: Thorn. Okay, is it? Would it be like an action or anything just to try and speak to these creatures?
0: No, speaking is a free action. Boo. Okay, so
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna yell. Yeah, I'm gonna yell at the rats and basically just say, "We don't want to harm you. Leave us, leave us alone, and and we'll do the same." And then I'm going to uh, cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff and ready in an action to. Uh, to use my quarterstaff if any of the rats attack any of the party members
0: okay Um, the rats would be going next and they don't seem to respond to you at all and they look like they're going to bite um, Thorn alright so So you're am I
4: within within range with my quarterstaff?
0: yeah it's quite a small ledge and with everyone's movement it won't be any trouble to take a few steps and be able to be in striking distance
4: All right, I'm going to try and smash one of these rats then. Absolutely. (laughs) Gross. Roll them dice. (laughs) Let me smash. Um, That's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, you hit the rat. (laughs) You eviscerate.
4: (laughs) And... 9 bludgeoning damage.
0: So your staff glows with a magical energy and you bring it down on this rat and it crushes its spine immediately killing one of the rats. Yes. <laughs> the other two rats seeing that are surprisingly unfazed and they go to bite Thorn. First one gets a two so that's not going to do a damn thing. <laughs> and the second one... Is a 14 to hit.
5: My armor class is 14, so it does hit?
0: It does hit still, yes. (sighs) He does five damage to you. That's half my life. It's a a really good bite, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Max damage bite. Damn. All right, so next up is Hugo. There is
1: two rats left and one smushed rat body. Um, I'm going to do a fire bolt on one of these rats. That's a not a natural 20, but a 20 total to hit.
0: Oh, you definitely hit them. How much damage do you do to these rats? Six points of fire damage. Six points of fire damage? Yes. Alright. One of the rats is is almost completely charred. Um, its fur is all burnt off, but it still limps with life still left in it. All right. Um, Thorn and Hella, you both tied for initiative. So who has the higher dexterity? It's going to be Thorn.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. It's, it's like, is it what? Do I have to say 16
3: or 3?
0: Either one works, but
3: Yeah, mine's 10.
0: <laughs> Your dexterity is 10?
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: so Thorn goes first, then.
5: Okay, so that one that bit me. I'm going to take my rapier and just try and jab it through its skull. Or its eyeball.
0: Ooh, good stuff.
5: Thirteen?
0: Yep, that hits. Oh
5: my gosh, good thing these are rats. Um, (laughs) And five piercing.
0: Okay. You stab at it. The attack is yeah what'd you call it? like no it's it's very fine movement the blade just slides in and slides out and the the beast yeah. stumbles it's it's still living but it did not like that
5: i didn't like when it bit me either
0: Mm-hmm. so hella there is now two fairly gravely wounded rats still remaining on this small ledge
3: all right. Well, I will go for whichever one is closest to me, and I will uh, try and mm, let's hack at the neck area with my battle axe. Hack at the neck area. That would be twenty-two to hit.
0: All right, you 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 spray guts and gore <laughs> across <clears throat> a small portion of the <laughs> the the ledge here.
3: Yay. And that is actually... No, I should be using my D10, shouldn't I? I don't know if you're using it 2 I am going to use it two-handed, yeah.
1: I think this thing may have had one hit point left.
3: <laughs> well, whatever. I don't know that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it doesn't really matter what damage you do. This thing okay. is... It's, it's illustrative. It's illustrative. I think you should roll it. Okay, okay,
3: Just okay. do
1: it. All right. Do it for effect. Yeah. All right.
3: Oh, six.
1: Uh, plus your strength, so it would be a oh. nine.
3: Nine points nice. of slash eight.
0: Yeah, there's no rat left. It's just debris. <laughs> All right, the last remaining rat looks absolutely terrified, but it is Cass's turn in the order.
4: All right. Again, I'm going to tell I'm just going to tell the rat to leave and I'm going to ready my quarterstaff in case it attacks.
0: All right. It runs the hell away. Yeah. Yeah, it it scurries, it it trips and falters over some strewn bones on the ground and it finds this tiny little hole that it manages to squeeze in and disappears and you have successfully fended off some giant rats Woo-hoo. how
4: giant how giant are these giant rats
0: giant rats probably like uh, a
1: small dog
4: thorne i propose that you take on a new mantle
1: rat blaster <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Rat Blaster!
1: <laughs> Thorn Storm Mount, the Rat Blaster!
5: Storm Mount, the Rat Blaster! <laughs> Just keeping up with the innuendos.
0: <laughs> so, after a battle, you are left on the sandy ledge uh, overlooking a subterranean gulf of darkness to the west. The, le- the ledge is wide but rough, sand, rocky debris, and the bones of small animals cover it. And there's a few rough-hewn zigzag stairs. Uh, Going down from there, you can see a little image of the exact place you are in the Facebook chat. So you're at the top there. You had just come out onto a rope and landed at that
4: little top square. And there's staircases heading down. Uh, Cass is going to take the the body of the rat that still exists and isn't just eviscerated and, like... I don't know, use its tail to tie it to his belt or something <laughs> to take it with us.
1: Gross, dude. But okay. I have, like, food rations if, um, if, if you're
4: needing to share. <laughs> uh, no, I have food rations, but thank you. Well, that... Okay. <laughs> so I guess we go down. All right,
0: would you guys like to descend from here?
4: Yeah.
3: Yes, please.
0: Okay. So I have to imagine
4: thorns out in front, no? Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. So you start
0: to work your way down these rough hewn stairs, and a fortress emerges from the darkness. The subterranean citadel, though impressive, seems long forgotten. If the lightless windows, cracked crenellations, and leaning towers are any indication, all is quiet. Though a cold breeze blows up from below, bringing with it the scent of dust and a faint trace of rot. Below at the base of the stairs, you see um. a crumbled courtyard below you. The narrow stairs empty into the small courtyard. Apparently the top of what was once a crenellation battlement. The buried citadel has sunk so far into the earth that the battlement is now level with the surrounding floor. That floor stretches away to the north and south, composed of layers of treacherous, crumbled masonry which reaches to an unknown depth. To the west looms the surviving structure of what must be the Sunless Citadel. A tower stands on the west side of the courtyard, and a lone wooden door seems to lead into the interior.
1: Should we check out that lone wooden door?
3: Yes, that sounds good. All right, so
0: Hugo goes to cross the courtyard. Yeah, I still got light on my shield. All right. So I will say, since you have the light, that um, it is very distinct. It seems like many pieces of rubble have fallen to fill this courtyard. So it's not level ground. It's quite rough. And there's loose stones and debris all over the place. So if you wish to pass this courtyard... um, you'll have to make me a acrobatics check. So I guess, Tim, if you were going first, you can...
1: Uh, that's 14.
0: Okay, so you balance on the loose stones and you start making your way across. Um, it's a little bit slow going, but you make it about halfway across there. Is everyone else going to follow suit?
3: Uh, yes, I will, since it seems... Re- well fairly safe, I will follow behind can I do any sort of like perception check to see if, you know if there's any sense that there's traps or if there's any if we get the sense anybody's watching us or anybody around anything like that
0: yeah, absolutely, you can make a perception check
3: oh, natural 20
0: oh, wow so, yes, you can tell that this is loose debris, it's careful to walk across. Um, you notice a little bit extra that there's actually quite a depth underneath the debris. You know, it's not just a short layer, but it's it's quite deep and there's a risk of getting your foot stuck in any of the footholds. But furthermore, with your amazing perception check, you notice that, you know, as you're moving through the debris for, through the first half, but you notice an odd, almost like, clear spot right in front of the door, and you believe there may be a trap there. About a ten-foot square right in front of the door.
3: Ooh. Okay, I'll alert the group to be extra cautious and point them to that particular area. This is a larger plane,
5: correct? Like, we don't have to walk in a
0: line? No, you don't have to walk in a line. It's like a square kind of courtyard, Mm -hmm. and...
5: I'm just thinking I'm definitely trying to pass on like the right <laughs> or the left. Okay. <laughs> and so she mentions there's a trap.
0: Yeah, you see a kind of an unmortared edge of this kind of square that's um, close to the front of the door. So do you want to move further in there, Katie or um, Candace?
5: Well, I'm going to stop, and I don't know how far, like, how fast is everybody? I don't know if I'm faster than them.
0: So, just roll an acrobatics check for me to cross over the rough terrain, and then you can go up close to where this, you know, square is, and, and maybe do something further from there.
5: Uh, 13.
0: 13, sure. And then, Matt, just because you're the last one, can you just make an acrobatics roll as well?
3: Yep.
4: Um...
0: Okay, you all managed to You know, walk carefully over the rocks With, I think the light and the information you have Helps you carefully move across it
5: Alright, so what do I see While I approach closer to this Trap
0: block thing Okay, so you want to check it out In a bit further detail? Yes Okay, so roll an investigation check for me
5: Investigation is not my strong suit. All right. Yeah, intelligence.
4: <laughs> oh, shit. You're going to set off the trap.
5: Well, I rolled a one, and oh. I have a plus zero, so one. Ah. Yeah. I didn't touch it. I'm looking, guys. Okay. This
0: is true. Nothing happens. You're just staring at it, and you you cannot figure it out. Thank <laughs> you. You should probably ask for help.
5: <laughs> Never. I'll just be looking at it contemplatively, like, I'm really thinking about it. I don't say that I have no clue what's happening.
0: Also, rather than focusing on checks, if you want to do something specifically, like, in character, like, to it, you know, on your own accord, just just tell that to me and I'll work that into it.
5: No, I'm just going to be staring at it, trying to figure out what it is and how you would set it off. And obviously I I don't figure that out, but I'm not going to say anything
1: if we just like chuck a piece of uh, stone at it I-, I think Thorn. I think you should back up a bit first
0: are you gonna warn me yeah
1: of course I'm not a psychopath
5: <laughs> so I just like reactionarily stumble backwards because you're gonna chuck a rock at it
1: I say hey this might do something you take a step back and I think okay. once she's like 20 feet away I'm just gonna lob a stone into the trap area
0: yeah that's there's plenty of loose stones that's no problem at all uh, the stone lands and a trap door flips open dumping the rock into a pit
1: hmm. piece of cake
0: so the door hangs open for the time and you can see yeah it's a pit
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to check it out you can but Oh, yes, you also noticed that, sorry, so as the trap door flips open, you can see that as much as it is a dangerous trap pit, there's a bit of a catwalk that runs along the sides and the few feet immediately in front of the door, so you can now tell where it would be safe to walk past that trap.
5: I just, uh, look over at the wizard boy and be like, nice move, and then walk towards the little ledges.
1: Oh my god, was that gratitude? <laughs>
3: Well, it would have been if it wasn't (laughs) infantilizing you as wizard boy.
1: She called me a wizard. Yeah, that's a compliment. I am a wizard, you know. I
3: recognize the title.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we're in the second episode, and Hugo already has a catchphrase that he's used like seven times. It's incredible.
3: Can I try and use something just because I have it and it feels really applicable here? I have stone cutting, and since there's so much like stonework, can I, you know? Okay, so I guess I'm able to cut it. I can check the origin of stonework, um, just to see if there's anything I can learn because I don't know that feels really specific to this situation.
0: Oh yeah, no, I think that's perfect. So. If you, if you take a moment to check out, you know, the trap and using your stone cutting, you, you get a little bit more information. So you can tell, you know, it's a swinging door. Um, with your knowledge, you could tell that this trap would reset in a few minutes if it wasn't touched. But you could either jam it closed or jam it open, you know, by either shoving a, a wedge or like some small... You know, rocks or something into it. You would, you would understand the mechanisms with your stone cunning to be able to do that. Um, and also, since you're leaning down and taking a closer look, can you make a perception check for me?
3: Sure, can. Let's see here. Nineteen.
0: Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, you not only see, you know, the base mechanics of how this simple trap works, but you see that at the bottom of the pit. There's two goblin skeletons, one that's been dead for probably only about a day, um, and one that's been dead a lot longer, and there's also one live giant rat at the bottom of the pit. It looks like he's been having a little easy meal down there.
5: Do they have little dots all over them? The rats? No, the dead, le- the more the more recently dead goblin.
0: No, they're pretty skeletal, and the rat's eating the fresh one. Okay.
3: Well, I'll let, uh, I'll alert Cass. If there's another rat, would you like another for your belt? No, thank you. Okay.
1: Yeah, don't be weird, <laughs>
4: Ella.
3: I'm being sarcastic.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um...
4: Oh, it was a joke. Indeed. I get jokes.
3: Indeed, I'm very humorous. Funny as hell. Hella funny.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh.
2: You
5: knew well what done. happened. Well
1: done. Thank you. Can I use a mage hand to try to open the door we actually want to walk through and see what happens?
0: Yeah, you can use mage hand. It's 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 not a door handle, but it's kinda of like a latch. And surprisingly the door swings open. Despite all the destruction to the to the castle, it seems to still be well on its hinges. So
1: it opens up without a problem. What a well built door.
3: I should just say before we go in or whatnot, I'm going. I will jam that trapdoor closed, I think.
0: Okay, so you wanna you just wait a little bit and after a minute the there's a little mechanism that pushes the door back up to close. And once it does that you can you can jam something in there pretty simply to, to jam it closed.
3: Okay. Cass, give me that rat. I need it. <laughs>
0: just like <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, yes, some
4: horrible noises. i you squish a rat part.
3: No, I'll just take some sort of.
4: If you actually say that, around. I'll hold out the rat. I'm going to hold out the rat to you.
3: Say, you really don't get my sense of humor, do you?
1: I don't think, I don't think either of you know how, knows how the humor works. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'll just use some debris or some sort of flat rock or something that's lying around that I can use to jam it closed. Perfect.
0: Alright, so the trap is disabled, you've made your way across the crumbling stones, and the door is now open into what from, what from the outside looks like what would have been one of the towers coming from the top of the castle. So, you all, I'm guessing, start to enter. So, this is a circular area cobbled with cracked granite, upon which sprawl the bodies of four goblins, apparently slain in combat. One corpse stands with its back against the western wall, the spear that killed it still skewering it and holding it upright. Three wooden doors lead from this area, the one you came from and two others. A hollow tower of loose masonry reaches 30 feet into the air, but the intervening floors and stairs are gone except for a couple crumbled ledges.
5: Can I grab the spear that's holding the dead body up and take
0: it? Absolutely. So, as you remove the spear pinning the goblin to the wall, the body slumps down, revealing runes on the wall behind it. Um, what languages do you guys know?
1: Common.
5: I know Elvish and one other language that hasn't been decided
2: yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what
0: I'm language glad I asked it as general and not specific. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good question. I'm glad I didn't say it out loud. <laughs>
5: yes. I know Common and Elvish and I don't know I have no one other language, but I don't know what it. I have You may pick chosen. your language,
0: goblin, but I'll say like you can use the information you've garnered until now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um I just trying to think in my experience in my history what would have come in the most useful yeah
0: and in, in the history that you know of this place No,
5: of myself like I'm actually I'm not trying to pick what's the most useful for this situation because that's not fair if I knew a well language, I mean if you
0: can actually nice. deduce that that's not not unfair like you've
5: know what I'm saying choosing the language what would I have actually learned because I have to pick one that I've learned right
0: yeah, I don't but care I... so much about that like <laughs> if you can figure out from the information you've got so far what would be a likely
4: choice then just choose that I will say that Cass speaks Common, Elvish, Giant, Sylvan, and druidic.
0: Okay, oh, none of you. those
4: are helpful.
3: I speak Common oh, 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 oh. and Dwarvish.
4: Hmm. <laughs> okay.
0: I'll just say, does anyone speak Draconic?
5: <laughs> Would I have? I'm t- sorry, like coming into my from my history, I'm trying to think what I've come across like with our my previous life.
0: <laughs> I mean, dragonborn are fairly common, and okay, then like though they're not from this continent, they're you know Fine. they're connected.
5: I definitely speak <laughs> or dragonborn, whatever it is draconic? draconic. All right,
0: you've chosen your language. Yes, it's in here. So as you read How it, exactly, <laughs> I'm um, expecting him to be like, it's you don't not draconic. Make out, but what is clear from it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not you, you Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a name, and the name reads Ashardalon.
3: <gasps> what is it, Asher Hugo?
0: Ashardalon. Ashardalon. It's a, it's a
1: name. Ashardalon. I mean, I know this in a meta context from another uh, module called Wrath of Ashardalon, but my character has no idea.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Like read it out loud so that the Yes. Or translate so the group hears it? Yes.
0: Yeah. No, it is just a name. It's it's interesting, but there there's there's really no history that you would glean from it.
5: Does it kinda look like Asher DeLong was here? <laughs> like that kind of idea, like someone inscribed it on the back there?
0: It reminds you of the mayor mentioning that this temple is most likely some sort of dragon cult or dragon worshiping temple. And this may be a name of one of the dragons that used to be uh, either worshipped or celebrated or something. It's some relation to this place. It's ancient. It's not like this is a new script carved into the stone. This has been here since the creation but yeah otherwise uh, she pulled the spear out but you're all entering into this yeah old tower shell and there's the door that you came from that is on the east side and there's one door on the northwest and one on the southwest there's also the other uh, goblin corpses in here as well
5: can I loot the bodies (laughs) let
0: me see
5: Man, especially if one of these guys has an apple in them. This would just be turn around and just head back up.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, real easy. Forget all the people that we came here for. Unfortunately, the bodies look as if they've been looted already.
1: (sighs) They've already
5: been looted.
1: I was hoping one of them was, like, storing an apple rectally for safekeeping.
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, depending on how long they've been here, I don't know that they have a rectum anymore. They might just be skeletons.
1: Rectum? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I knew that was gonna
1: happen. <laughs> and
3: did you say did it look like the other, um, the other ones died in battle as well? Is that what we can kind of glean from this?
0: Yeah, the one was already like held up with a spear. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are quite—they're quite degraded, but most likely they were probably killed by similar means. Okay. But
4: these—these these look like fresh bodies, right?
0: S- somewhat. Probably a few weeks old.
3: <gasps> Tim, they okay. probably have a rectum. A the oh, the
0: rectum might still here. be intact. <laughs> There's no apple in the rectum. They have mm-hmm. very small rectums.
5: Uh, All right, I'm gonna going to. How small is it? Out of this space.
2: Oh, my God.
0: You could I mean, fit a date, but not an apple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do I find any dates? <laughs> no dates. <laughs> Not is that even that a fig? Be something that forever
3: It's <laughs> coming up again. We've been traveling for like a few hours. Are you that hungry?
1: I haven't eaten.
3: <laughs> you want an ass date? Like, I don't understand.
1: <laughs> an ass date. I'm just looking for some butt crumpets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> butt crumpets. <laughs> oh fuck.
5: Uh, I really hope someone's just picked up our podcast on this episode. <laughs> 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 just like, oh, why am I listening to this? Yeah. Anyways, I pushed so forward to this you room. You could check
0: out the room more or you can investigate the two doors. No one's actually done, like, I guess you've done a cursory check on the bodies, but someone could always do a further check if they want I'd like to, to do,
5: like, a perception check of the room.
0: Okay. Roll away.
5: Twelve.
0: All right. That's a perception check. <laughs> yes, it is. Anyone else? <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to get the, Everyone's welcome to make
3: checks yeah, if someone else is looking. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm curious.
1: I was going to mage hand both doors open.
3: No. I'd be the wild card. Both at the
5: same yeah.
1: time. Uh, the northwest first and then the southwest, just to see what happens.
0: All right. Is everyone okay with moving on to Tim open the door?
5: We can't. We can't be okay. He's going to do it. He's doing it. He's doing, doing it.
0: it. He's doing it. You can do stuff at the same time. Uh, okay, I'm looking so around. I'll
1: just,
4: while he's doing I'll it. just doing say it, doing it well. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll just mage hand open the, the northwest, and if there's nothing that jumps out at us immediately, I'll wait like ten seconds, and then I'll do the southwest door.
0: Mm-hmm. Now the, the northwest door opens. You can see there's a there's a hallway on the other side. Looks pretty pretty normal. And behind
1: door number two.
0: Uh, door number two there is a room on the other side the door opens up and so you see uh the masonry walls of this 20 foot wide hall are in poor repair the far end has collapsed filling the southern section with rubble the western wall is in much better shape than the other walls and it holds a stone door with a rearing dragon carved in relief on it the door has a single keyhole situated in the rearing dragon's open mouth
5: did anyone want to look around this room and see if there was a key or something else in this room
1: sorry was the was the door it's down the hallway
0: so in the the north West door, it was kind of like a long hallway running to the west, and there was there there was a door at the end and two doors on the side near the end of the hallway. And then as you checked the southern west door, it was this yeah, it was this small hall, but a twenty foot wide hall.
1: And that's where the the, But it was
5: collapsed on one end.
1: The dragon motif thing is in the southwest room.
4: Is in the southwest, yeah. None of those bodies had a key on it They had already been looted No, there's no sign of anything there
1: hmm. we Are just going to assume that this Door is locked?
3: I don't know, you're the door With happy the one door? You go nuts if you want
0: Are you going to check it out? Uh, sure, I'll
1: just I'll just real quick I wanna
5: ch- Yeah, I want to check out that door
1: <laughs> Okay, Candice, do you want to take a look at it first?
5: we can both i'm just saying like i definitely want to check out the dragon door
1: all right okay so you both go in together
0: sure Mm -hmm. so yeah there's just a bunch of rubble on one side and this fancy door if you go to check it out it is firmly locked and you can't really tell much else about it like there is that keyhole in the center but that is about it
5: did anyone see anything else in that other room, in our room that we were in, though, before? There's not, like, a key or a hidden thing or anything else about the room?
0: You're the only one who rolled a perception check, but yeah. others can do that if they want to investigate further.
1: Sure, I'll, I'll check I'll check to see if there's any keys in any rectums. <laughs> Oof, uh, it's nat, nat one on perception. <laughs> yeah, no keys in the rectums.
3: We're all about the butts today—the dead body butts. Uh, episode butts, title: Goblin butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that for an episode title: Goblin butts. I
1: thought it was gonna be no keys in the rectums. Oh,
3: well, either way. <laughs> like
1: no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> ah.
3: I wouldn't have thought of that. Well, while well, these two are are looking at the. Dragon door can I check out the other hallway and I don't, yeah just look at it in more detail and see what I see there
0: Yeah so that hallway is it's fairly plain there's really nothing in it. It runs about 40 feet to the west and there's three doors at the end and on both left and right sides of the far end of the hallway all three doors are closed and you can't see further than that
3: okay and all the doors look the same nothing notable about them
0: I will also say that Tim is the only one currently with an active light source and it is quite dark in here
3: Mm. even with my dark vision I can't see very well
0: in dark vision you can tell that it's a plain hallway with three closed doors but I just felt like letting you know that that's kind of the environment you're in
3: okay
1: what would you guys like to do from here? going to catch up with Helen, see if we can, uh, yeah, make a decision as to which one of these other doors we want to go through.
0: All right, so you're all going to go together into the northwest hallway?
3: Did you find any any keys in any rectums? No.
1: Ugh. The rectums are totally devoid of anything valuable.
4: Uh, Cast... Uh, still holding his hand out, is going to just say to Hella, "So did you want the rat, or?
3: Oh no, that's from before. Very <laughs> He's
4: still, just holding the rat
3: up <laughs> Your arm must be getting tired. Oh, okay. you, you keep it. I- I'm okay.
1: Put it into one of these goblet right. rectums for safekeeping. <laughs> uh,
3: if it can only I it's a fit giant a giant rat, and it can Adam, only hold a can date fit one. Uh, Something the size of a freaking dog.
1: It's a, it's like a turducken.
3: God, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is Red <horrifying>. Goblin. <laughs>
1: Why, Tom? That's, that's the second. That's the second recipe you have to post. The first is two meats stew.
0: <laughs> so this one's gonna be a goblin recipe now. So I need to make a recipe from the yeah. from the perspective of how a goblin would eat
2: a goblin
5: recipe with a rat shoved up its butt oh, god.
1: It's called stuffing
5: Anyways, uh, Thorn's gonna walk into the hallway Oh my god Thorn right. walks into the hallway
0: Yeah, so there's at the end of the hall, there's a door to the north the west, and the south
5: Um, whatever's on my left I'm guessing that's never eat shredded wheat, that's west <laughs> Right?
2: Yep. Sure.
0: Yeah, because i walked you're com- in. You you're coming north. from the east. You're ah. coming from the east.
5: Whatever's on my left, I'm gonna open that. So okay. if you're
0: going down the hallway okay. to the left, that would be the southern
1: door. Can I just cool? Can I real quick just before we proceed further, as as Thorn's walking by, can I just be like, "Hey, Thorne, high five and will, okay. will will you high five me?
5: Sure. Okay. So I look at you confused, but I'm trying to be a team, like a team player.
1: Okay. So my high five is me casting Cure Wounds because I'm a little bit concerned that we might be getting into more trouble soon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> my leg feels instantly better. And like, cool.
1: Uh, and you can go back to full because I, I mean, I, I rolled a total of 11 hit points for you to regain, but I think you only lost five. Yes. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
3: I think with that interaction, I feel a sense of camaraderie that there's somebody that is as socially awkward as me, uh, so it seems. What? You're weird. I'm hey, high, will you high five? I got a me? high
1: five.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got called wizard boy. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> opening the southern door. No reaction. No, <laughs> no
1: reaction from Thor about feeling instantly to better after that sweet high five. I'm
5: I look at my hand. I'm like, okay, cool, and then I keep walking.
4: <laughs> <sighs> what a bitch! Wow. I to
5: say thank you.
4: Am I? Did I realize that it was a magic spell? Well, you got a high five, and all of a sudden your leg was better. Yeah. You didn't think that was
0: cool?
5: I probably didn't notice right away. Actually, just thought that the high five was felt better, and then I keep going. South door.
0: All right. So, <laughs> um, when you go to the door, it's a stone relief carved door sealing the chamber and it portrays a dragon-like fish swimming. Um, it is locked with a what looks like a mechanical lock there.
5: All right, well, can I pick out my lockpick?
0: Absolutely, and you can do a dexterity check if you wish to try for that.
5: Is that my thieves tools?
0: Yes, if you have thieves tools, are you proficient in thieves tools?
5: Yes, I have double okay. proficiency bonus.
0: So you can add your proficiency bonus to your roll.
5: You're gonna have to explain to me how. Like, was is that in here already?
0: Your proficiency bonus is the little number that's like right on top of your character stat. So like, yes. it'll be above strength or whatever. Yeah. So okay. you, it'd be plus four for you because you're you yep. have expertise in thieves' tool. Yes. So roll a d20 for dexterity and then add uh, your dexterity. modifier and then plus four. Okay, that's. That was okay. That makes more sense. So you're gonna add
4: seven.
1: Tom's an expert on robes I know, that's whatever roll.
0: I know. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I think I said multiple times. She has plus have to seven. Me, well, well I you so you're said plus three decks and then yeah, and then plus yeah. four from your yeah. You're good yeah. at that.
4: Yeah. And yeah. like up should. here, that, like that double proficiency is nice. hmm
5: I rolled an eighteen,
3: so oh, plus 25. seven. Yeah. Oh, holy
4: hell! So as you
0: start picking the door you feel a few of the pins give way and it resets right before you get it you don't quite Oof. unlock it you feel like you got close but with a 25 damn oh 25 i thought you said 18 no hey, plus, seven. Okay. plus 7 and then yeah. you and then you use your skills and it's a 25 and you successfully finish <laughs> unlocking like, the, the door whole lock kind is <laughs> i thought you rolled terrible like you rolled like an 11 there no Yes, with 25, you successfully pick this door. It was a hard lock, but you do get it open. So as the um, dragonfish door swings open, you see that this is a small 10-foot square chamber. It's hewn from the stone, and it contains an upright keg fashioned of rusted iron. Rusted pipes lead from the keg into the floor.
5: Can I look into the keg?
0: The keg is sealed... Um, the connecting pipes kind of hold it in place, um, but there is like a wide metallic bong on the top.
1: A bong?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I smoke it? These cultists
1: are fucking... Not that kind of, like a
0: plug, like a... Latch thingy. That's the word <laughs> it gave me to use, okay?
1: I don't understand, hey, like a spigot or bung. <laughs> it's like Bun. Bung.
2: Bung. Uh.
4: Bung. What does bung? With a U. Dead man's bungs. Like dung, a bung. A metallic bung like, on the like keg's tongue. Like what would fill a bunghole.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
4: We're right back to butts again. Yeah. <laughs> this whole episode has hey, been about butts. Bung holes are part of barrels. <laughs> okay.
1: Maybe the golden apple was rectum uh, all, wanna... <laughs> all
4: along. <laughs> barrels, <laughs> bung holes, Battlestar Galactica.
5: <laughs> was it wasn't yes. even a golden apple, Aren't we, Didn't we? I make it golden. <laughs> I don't
4: know
5: because <laughs> I was talking about it. Like, so I want to pull the bung out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
5: I want to pull when I was plugging the hole up. Uncork
4: the bunghole. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Everyone else is accompanying all this happening. Okay.
3: Is there any way I can jump in quickly before we, you know, dislodge any liquids? Um, I have. Proficiency with brewer supplies, and I have additional insight on intelligence checks concerning events that involve alcohol. Can I try rolling a history check to see if I have any idea what this thing might be?
0: You can definitely roll
4: a check.
3: Kay. That's cool. Hmm. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's such a such a specific very
0: skill. Very I love roll. It. <laughs> rocks you, and could, you could do history or. Yeah, there's a few things. If you want to try and use use a history knowledge, then go right ahead on that.
3: Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, Like, at best, I got a seven, so.
0: I mean, you can tell that there's some function to this. It's intended to serve some sort of function. Um, You can't exactly tell what that is.
3: Bung! Hey. Thorn, I forgot your name for a second. This thing serves some function, just so you know. You're welcome. Oh.
5: <laughs> thanks. I kind of assumed that. <laughs> now let's check what's in this thing.
0: Uh, you're going to try and open it? Rip that bung! Yes. So this is, it's all iron, and the, the hatch is sealed quite tight. If you want to open it, you'll have to force it with a strength check.
5: Okay. Try it out So we're going to stone this thing Yeah, nope It's a yeah, an, it's,
0: it's a two I wrote Yeah, it's two. really sealed up It doesn't <laughs> seem like whoever made this Wants it to be opened
5: Guys, I don't think this could ever be opened By anyone ever, I just used so much strength It's it
2: one tight <laughs> bung God. Yeah
4: Cass is gonna walk up, seeing that that. Uh,
5: it's impossible. I used all my strength. There was I used so much strength, all the strength.
4: Mm. Cass will say, "I am strong," and try and pull out the bung.
0: All right, roll that check. What is it for? Strength. Bung. Yeah. Yep. You gotta force this one. There's no finesse
1: way to do this.
4: <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> gotta force That's your way to the bung. I am not strong.
1: Okay, Hella, you're the strongest Big man. You he can't
4: open the pickle dryer.
3: <sighs> Guys, it's not all about strength. You need lubrication. Um.
0: Just he spits on it first.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, can I use my crowbar to my advantage to try and pry this open?
1: Um, sure. Okay. Yep. You tried to open the bung. We tried to lift the bung. We're gonna try advantage. to pry the bung. <laughs>
3: oh. I have advantage. Oh fuck! <laughs> I rolled two twice, so that's just seven. Oh my god. Wow.
0: <laughs> All right.
3: I looped it up too good it slips. Keg.
0: Yeah, this hatch is really sealed up tight. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh man.
5: So I guess we can't do anything in this room. Turns around and walks away, going toward the other one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, do we want to try and open the other doors to see what's in those? Are they, can we yeah. tell, or are they all locked in a that's similar fashion? One.
0: Well, you have the northern door and the western door. Going for the western door. You want to look at the western door first? Yes.
5: I feel like that's the one on my way to the northern door.
0: Well, they're both kind of all beside each other, like at the end of the hall here. They're they're all. The northern one is directly across from the southern room you were just in, and then the western one is just a couple steps down the hallway.
5: Oh well, I'll go to whatever one's closer.
0: Well, the northern one would be closer. Then I go to the northern one. Okay, uh, that door opens up easily. It's another. It's a sturdy wood door, but it's not locked from the outside. And as you open it up. Uh, you see a ruined chamber that stands empty of all but a litter of rocky debris
5: this one's special there's nothing in it
0: <laughs> it is an empty room it's bungless <laughs> it also
5: doesn't look like you would have like a hidden key in it somewhere for a dragon door
0: you can do a perception
5: check Actually, I tried to unlock that other dragon door with my weaving skills, that's okay
4: are you going to do a perception
5: check? Uh, yeah, I'll do a perception check. I mean, it's an empty room, but that's all right. Nope, I rolled a three. Doesn't matter what I have perception-wise, I see the room still. It's like six, else? six total.
1: <laughs> I got an eleven. Okay.
0: Can anyone do better? I
4: fucking hope so. I guess might as well try.
3: Ooh.
1: You've been rocking the
4: perception tonight.
3: Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. Hold on. Uh, I got a nineteen.
4: I got a twenty.
3: Very nice.
0: You guys can tell with certainty that this is an empty room. <laughs> yes. There's no pathways, there's no cracks. It seems like the only way in is through the door. The door looks like it has mounts for um like a wooden bracket or something, so that you could close the door from the inside, but otherwise it's a fairly secure empty room. Right. Go
5: into the west door.
1: Let, we can, um, I don't know if we want to just sort of mentally mark this room in case we need a, like a secure place to camp out for the night.
0: Mm. That'd be a good idea. This it seems like a good time to insert. So Matt's character is apparently somewhat of a mapper, a cartographer. I have, never... uh, I'm a wanderer. Yeah, but it's, it's something you you never forget the places you've been.
4: Like, yeah. you have a really good sense for. I have an excellent memory for maps and geography.
0: So, as we finish up sessions, I'll mm-hmm. I'll send Matt like an edited map of the places you've been to already. Sweet. So, when you have rests at the end of sessions, you'll be able to look at the map you've currently revealed because um, this is quite a large castle, and that should help you um, explore your way through it.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, quick thought quick thought um, if I don't know if Thorin still has that spear from the goblin but if there isn't a, yeah. a drop bar for this door we could like tuck the spear in this room and that way if we have to come back into camp we use the spear as the drop bar to secure the door
5: yeah I'll have it with me I don't need to leave it in the room
4: uh okay it's a good idea though yeah just yeah, that's one of those actually, That's promptly I was gonna ignored. ask if there was a bar so that's perfect
5: All right, I'm going to that west door. (sighs) All right. You're the one that has so many doors.
0: (laughs) This is true. I know. I just have to prepare for this one.
5: Oh, that's (laughs) exciting. Should have opened it first before the empty room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you enter this next room. As you open the door, this is... A much larger chamber than the few you've been in um, just previously. There are crudely executed symbols and glyphs, scribed in bright green dye, decorating this large and irregularly shaped crumbling cavern. A large pit in the center shows evidence of a recent fire. A metal cage in the middle of the southern wall contains a gaping hole and stands empty. A small wooden bench, draped with a green cloth, is next to the cage, and several small objects rest on it. A bedroll lies near the wooden bench, and the sound of whimpering comes from inside it.
5: I go to the bedroll.
0: Alright, so as you get closer, there's some sort of figure weeping and bawling inside of this, basically a sleeping bag, this sleeping roll.
5: All right, I'm going to have my rapier out.
1: Balling so hard. And I
5: just kind of want to like, I want to just sort of like say, hey, hey, and like gently poke with the rapier. Not like a deathly I poke. I just want
4: to gently stab this I, thing. I just want
5: to gently poke at the rapier. Just want
1: to break the skin. sleeping
5: bag. Yeah, not even.
4: Non-lethal stabbing. Yes,
5: non- non-lethal not stabbing. <laughs> Poking. Gentle nudge, if you will. No blood drawn.
0: Okay, so you nudge the figure in the sleeping bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. I um, point the end of my sword. You see a small. Uh, how am I going to describe this thing? A small kind of dragon-like face poke out. Uh, tears roll down in- from its eyes, and it's it's mumbling through its cries. We've lost it. We've lost it. And it's gone. She's gone.
5: Cool. All right. So I speak dr- Draconic. Draconic. Dracillic. I speak dragon.
2: <laughs>
5: How? How? We have played so
4: many campaigns that I've have involved Draconic.
5: More than you two.
4: <laughs> I'm just getting
5: it wrong. I know. Okay. So I speak Draconic. So can I talk to him? And that's why I understand him? Or...
1: He is
0: speaking common. But. Oh, common. Awesome.
5: Now I will say, what did you
0: lose? Though I have a good hunch. So it responds, the clan's dragon. We lost it. The wretched goblins stole Calcrix, our dragon.
1: Cool. Rutro. roh
5: Bonnie <laughs> Chance, does your dragon like to hunt at night and leave small wounds all over bodies? No, the dragon was our pet.
0: Oh, it's gone. The filthy goblins. Okay.
4: <laughs> you sound annoyed. Okay.
5: <laughs> so this has no help with the apple or the missing people, but you now have a missing pet that could kill people.
0: So the the creature comes out from its sleeping bag a little more, and you can now recognize this as a kobold. Okay. So he sniffles big rivets of snot kind of leak from its snout and... You know, continues to weep mildly, Um, and it looks at you with curiosity, but it also seems like he's just overwhelmed with grief to really even, you know, be aware of the situation it's in.
5: Okay. And what do I know about this, like, type of creature?
0: About kobolds? Yes. They're like Um, lizards, right? Yeah, they're kind of, they have like draconic qualities to them. Um they're kind of short. They have kind of like dragon feet and hands and legs. They're
2: they're uh, I
0: don't know. They're kobolds.
5: Okay. Um so I'll just ask uh do you know where they took
0: him or her? Meepo don't know, but Eustral does. Meepo take you to meet Eustral, leader. If you make nice, you get safe passage. If you promise to make nice, maybe yeah, no if problem, you promise no. to rescue dragon, are will you telling will make nice to, make to nice? You. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll make nice with the, the dragon pr- thing.
1: Yeah, we'll make real nice. You will help nice.
5: Meepo? Oh my gosh, <laughs> shut up, wizard boy. Yeah, yeah we'll make real nice.
0: He, he brightens up. He, he dusts himself off and wipes a, a big booger onto his forearm. Uh, <laughs> he goes, Excellent, excellent. Meepo will take you right to Eustral and you will help Meepo regain, cap, recapture Calcrix and regain his position in the kobolds. Yeah, that sounds great.
3: I'm just going to interject. We can help Meepo. Who are you talking about? Who are these people? What is happening?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, Eustril? Eustril is our leader. He knows many things. Meepo does not know many things. That's why Meepo watches the dragon, the pet that's gone. Eustrel. Yes, Meepo is the keeper of dragons. I had quite the shame when it escaped due to those filthy
1: goblins.
5: Yeah, we definitely want to deal with those filthy goblins, so if we can get to the next person who can get us
0: to the filthy goblins, that'd be great.
1: Ooh, can I ask how many kobolds are up in this bitch? <laughs>
0: uh, in this room you're in now, there is only Meepo. Oh,
1: I just meant... Uh, <laughs> Meepo, ask- how I wanna many ask kobolds Meepo- are yeah. up in this bitch? Yeah, I want to ask Meepo how many kobolds are there <laughs> in totes.
0: <laughs> hmm. Meepo, how many kobolds are up in this bitch in totes? Uh... Our clan is good, clan. There is, there is, there is, other cobalt, but still knows more. If you have questions, still will answer.
1: This cobalt doesn't even know how to Take count.
0: It Yes, yes, yes. Come, follow, follow Meepo.
1: You Guys, I'm getting a good impression that you're there's a so go lot going on Meepo? in this
0: castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's very cheery, um, thinking that you're you're willing to help him recover his lost dragon. And so he happily um, ushers you to follow him. I'm
1: so done. he guides you along. Can I, before we get too too far following Meepo, uh, can I make an insight check to see if he's leading us into a trap? Mm-hmm.
5: Meepo's too stupid to lead us into a trap. You're no. too stupid. He's also the trap. <laughs>
1: That's uh, a 24 on Insight. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Meepo seems like he was, like, in a deep depression. And, I mean, he's barely spent time to even give you too much of a second look to, like, think about who you are. He, he's completely consumed by his plight. And um, the fact that some random person would show up to help him, he, he's he's totally on board. He's... He's being honest, and you can tell he really just wants to get his dragon back.
1: Can I ask him, like, while we're walking, if he can, if he knows how many goblins are in this goblin tribe that are here? Hmm. Or is he going to defer to Eustrel again?
0: He defers to Eustrel uh, again. Typical. He does say goblins are filthy <laughs> and, and says many, you know, terrible things about them, but... Um, Basically says, Eustral is smarter than him, and he can answer your questions better. Mm.
2: All right.
3: I'll also ask him, uh, I'll let him know that we're looking for some people for, um, have you seen a couple of teenagers and a gentleman named Caracas and Sir Bradford? They were supposed to have come here weeks ago. Have you seen anybody that goes by those names?
0: He stares at you blankly for a second over your complicated question, Uh-oh. and he goes, follow Meepo, follow Meepo, I will yeah. take you to Eustral.
5: <laughs> I thought I'd try, okay. I was going to look back and go, guys, stop trying to confuse Meepo, just let him take us to I could have just asked if
4: he had seen any, like, humans. Yeah. I think those people are all human,
5: right? Yeah. I think he'd defer to He's Eustral anyways. anyone else anyways. Who looks sort of like us?
0: Yeah, he, he really <laughs> seems like this is his line, he just wants you to follow. So, I mean, you had entered into this one room, right, with the busted cage and the small altar and, and Meepo. Um, there's a number of doors leaning from here and a hallway as well. Um, he starts to work his way down the hallway, passing by these doors. Um, basically, you can, you can tell there's other ways out of this room that you're, you're passing by in order to follow him along.
5: Can we take note of any, if any of the doors seem, like, particularly special?
0: Mm, I don't think any of them stand out to you. Okay.
5: None of them have, like, an apple tree picture on it or anything? (laughs) (laughs) No. Just just trying.
0: Yep, that's fair enough. So, you you follow Meeple down a a long hallway to the west. Um, It hits an L-shape and turns to the north, and... After a short little ways um, to the north, you enter another chamber. In this chamber, a short throne stands near the west wall, constructed of fallen bits of masonry stacked against an old altar. On the top of the altar sits a variety of small items. The portion of the altar that serves as as the throne's back features a carving of a rearing dragon. A metallic key is held firmly in the dragon's open jaws. Yes. Sitting on the throne is Eustrail. There is also two uh, kobolds to the left and right of her. And, uh, yeah, Meepo brings you up and says, Eustrail, Eustrail, these people will help return Calcrix. Wow. Well, did we agree to that?
3: One of us did, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Eustral is sitting there, able to talk to you. So, yeah, it's a female. She looks still like a fairly normal kobold, though, with two guards to either side. She's wearing kind of like a white robes, you know, a ring on her finger, which is it kind of stands out because they're not really the type to wear jewelry and such. But
5: does she say anything in regards to the fact that he said we're going to bring back their dragon.
0: She looks intrigued and kind of uh, looks to you and, and waits to see what you guys do.
5: Uh, I step forward with a bow of some sort. Introduce myself as Thorn and offer my assistance for some information about this castle and everyone in it.
0: <laughs> mm. So Yusral says to you the goblins stole our dragon if you return Calchris to us, I shall grant you a reward. Meeple can accompany you if you desire.
5: Yeah, I love this the fountain of information little thing that's come along with us.
4: <laughs> this thing that sounds like of
5: gonna... meets Jar Jar Binks. Um...
4: <laughs> His name is Smeeple. He's not going to provide any information.
5: <laughs> he sounds really adorable. Yeah. Misa Me Mipo! Oh, the <laughs> evil goblins. They're so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um. Right, so I, I'll say we'd be glad to help uh, for a, a reward. And then just maybe question further. And I just have a question if you know anything about an apple that is claimed to heal.
0: Yes, the apple. The outcast, he lives below. He grows the fruit, and he gives to the goblins. The dragon-thieving goblins are his servants.
5: So if we go to the goblins, we'd have access to the outcast? Yes. And they probably have your dragon?
0: Oh, yes, the dragon-thieving goblins.
5: Yes, dragon-thieving goblins. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good to me, guys. Uh, Anything we should know before we go down there?
1: I have a multitude of
5: questions. (laughs) I just roll my eyes and just gesture to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, One, will the dragon uh, obey uh, meeple here, or will it attack us all on sight? Two, how many kobolds are there here? Three, how many goblins are there? Four, what is the outcast five? Can I have that key? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ustril scratches her long snout with her short claws and many questions from this one. So what did you all ask about? <laughs> Sorry. What was the first thing? How
1: many? Uh, uh, first first was... Will what- the dragon obey? Yeah. Will the dragon... Is the dragon obedient to the kobolds or is it? Or are we going to have to like brute force this thing into submission?
0: So they will say um, Meepo was the dragon tamer of their group. Um, and was quite successful at it until the goblins stole it.
2: Alright,
5: so we need people then.
0: What was the next part? How many kobolds are there? So, they won't give you a fully straight answer, but um, the kobolds are... They'll say, you know, there's kobolds here. Uh, we are heir to dragons. Uh, the mightiest... Um, as the mightiest among my people... I have led a brave few to this ancient holy site where dragons were worshiped long ago. So there's a few of them here and they came here cause it's a dragon castle.
1: For sure. And in terms of the strengths of the goblins, like do they, do they have a ballpark on that?
0: The goblins live on the lower level. We, you know, we still haven't explored probably even half of this castle. Uh, we stick to the areas that we've managed to secure but the goblins live underneath and claim this place as their own. We have fought a few times, but we don't know all of their numbers.
1: Okay. And I think
5: the last question was about the key?
1: <laughs> oh no, hang on. What who or what the oh, outcast sorry. is? Is is the outcast a goblin oh, or is wow. the outcast a human or something else?
0: The outcast came some time before, but mm, the Kobolds don't know much about him.
1: And then yeah, just about the key.
0: Just that, uh, and the key, uh, no, you can't have it, (laughs) um, but if you are successful in restoring Meepo's honor and returning the dragon to their care, um, she will consider it as part of your reward. Fair enough. Uh,
3: so I'm gonna ask a natural follow-up question, what is the key for?
0: Oh, um, she just says it's... A key likely to one of the doors in here, but uh, if we knew which one, we would have used it by now.
3: (laughs) Hmm, Interesting. Um, I also have two questions. Um, Aside from yourselves and the goblins, and I suppose the mm, outcast, uh, are there any other sort of creatures that live here?
0: Hmm. Oh, do you mean the blights? Possibly. <laughs> ah, the twig blights—they are the pets of the outcast. Though he seems to work with the goblins, they are more under his control. They are numerous below in the Twilight Grove. <sighs>
4: Twilight Grove—that sounds awesome.
0: So that's what he's calling the the level underneath them. Cool your shit. He said the ass. goblins. They they, ho- they hold the lower floors. <laughs> Do blights leave little holes? You don't know what twig blights are, but...
5: Uh, Quick question before I go. Do you know of anything that leaves little holes all over its victims and kills them?
1: Besides goblin anuses? Yes, likely the twig blights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Well, it was a very specific question. So it was it, it very.
5: <laughs> Check mark on one thing mm-hmm. figured out.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> My last question is um, uh, just asking again about, you know, we're looking for a group of four humans who came here several weeks ago. Have you any knowledge of this?
1: Good idea. I forgot about them all together.
5: <laughs> I often do.
3: It's only totally yes. been hours.
1: <laughs> a few of the guards noticed
0: them come in we left them be as we didn't want conflict um uh, they went to the lower levels likely to fight the goblins and we've never seen them return
4: this does oh not dear. bode well have you seen any goblins return they're so dead
0: have you seen any goblins no they stay away from the goblins they they fight them the kobolds believe that this is their like, you know this is an ancient sacred temp- uh, castle for them and they believe it's theirs, but the goblins had already uh, made a home there and though they fight and have occasional skirmishes um
4: it's still kind of at a standstill between the two groups. but in the last few weeks since seeing the humans, they haven't seen any goblins
0: uh no well not from they they continue to defend their areas, but okay there, there's As- been no change out of the normal.
5: As someone who's fought the goblins numerous times and secured this wonderful section of castle, have you fought the blights before?
0: We had had some run-ins, but the outcast seems to keep them with him, and, uh... I mean, any, yes, any they, they're another threat to us. Can you light them on fire? Any tips
5: on uh, how to not die from them?
0: Mm, they're gross, planty-looking creatures. Maybe, maybe you could burn them. Hmm. Sweet. We just chop them to bits most of the time. <laughs> okay.
4: Cass is triggered.
5: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my party, I'm ready to go to the Twilight Realm.
0: All right. The so growth. they say, if, if you will help us in this, we offer you safe passage. Uh, Meepo can accompany you, if you wish, to help guide you and to return the dragon to us. And um, they will also say there is a draconic word that they use um, to to say so that the guards don't attack them. And so... Is it bung?
5: Bung! Not quite as
0: on the nose.
1: <laughs> is it don't attack or me, I'm a kobold? The
5: apple all along.
0: <laughs> so, it's actually so, yeah, if you speak Draconic, in Draconic, it is the word Ticklecorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you say Ticklecorn, that's their current password that tells other kobolds that the characters are friendly. Sounds so like some kind of
1: skin disorder.
0: <laughs> so, finally, Ustral says, Do this task and you shall be rewarded, and then turns to Meepo and says, And you. Make sure they are successful; otherwise, you will not regain your place within the Kobolds. Yeah, Meepo, you
1: bitch!
5: Oh, starting off on a good Woo, foot, Meepo. We'll help you, bud. How, how, like, are you? Do we need to have sleeps? Do we need to have like safe?
0: It's things? probably not too late in the day, but it might be a good time. Like, you could you could just take like a short rest in a secure area and um, and then continue on from there the next day, and Meepo will guide you further. Okay. If that sounds
4: agreeable.
3: Yep, indeed. Since you
0: guys already came up with the idea
4: before if we're going to do that then just before bunking down I'm going to cast goodberry.
2: Oh, oh good nice. berries.
4: Yeah. Make some good berries.
0: Yeah, so you're kind of preparing to go further, but yeah. All right.